Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team, and a very Merry Christmas to you and yours. We are Mansfield's only audio newspaper, delivered to your ears every Wednesday morning. We thank you for being here with us. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield news, sports and weather for the upcoming week, and a special audio Christmas card just for you. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to Poured the Wine Bar with our Mansfield trivia question. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Mansfield man arrested in connection with January's breach on the U.S. Capitol. Mansfield ISD School Board approves the 22-23 academic calendar. COVID-19 is still here with us, just not going up or down. It's a holiday weekend. Do you know when to take your trash out? Methodist Mansfield to celebrate 15 years with a drone light show. Mansfield is home to the latest lotto millionaire. Coming up in the features section. Where did Christmas tree lights come from? I am LaShonda Warner and on this week's Texas Health Tip of the Week, we're going to talk about five ways to reduce anxiety. In this week's Cocktail of the Week, I'll be talking about a cocktail that reminds you of two things. Number one is that any man looks great with a tie on. And Christmas is only three more sleeps away. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, in the spirit of giving this holiday season, Steve concludes his in-studio conversation with professional volunteer Vandela Menifee. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hey, Mansfield. Sonia here from Wise Wellness. Did you know that Wise Wellness is now mobile? Yep, we have changed our business model to best serve our clients. That means you can order online and usually have it delivered within 24 hours or less. We're bringing the best CBD tinctures, topicals, edibles, and pet products directly to your door. Visit our website at wisewell.com to see our selection. That's W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Got pain? Need sleep? Does your pet have storm or separation anxiety? We've got you covered. Don't forget about our specialty, Tom's Treats. These little gems of goodness can help promote better sleep and overall wellness. With six main ingredients and no preservatives, they're the best around. Give us a call at 682-313-4767, visit the website, or reach out to us on social media to connect. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, use the promo code AMPOD to buy one, get one free on our website. Again, that's wisewell.com, W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, inviting you to make our thrift store your one stop for shopping, donating, and volunteering. When neighbors buy your donations, the proceeds help other Mansfield neighbors in need with free services including financial assistance, employment help, food, medical, dental, and vision care. Voted Best Thrift Store in 2019 by Living Magazine, the Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store is located at Broad and Walnut Creek. For more details, visit our website at Mansfield. Mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Hi, I'm Richard Nevins, the Economic Development Director for the City of Mansfield, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. A Mansfield man has been charged with assaulting law enforcement with a dangerous weapon or resulting bodily injury for his involvement in the January 6th breach at the U.S. Capitol. 
44-year-old Lucas Denny was charged with, quote, engaging in physical violence in a restricted building or grounds, civil disorder, obstructing an official proceeding, and assaulting, resisting, or impeding certain officers with a dangerous weapon or resulting in bodily injury, among other charges, end quote. According to officials, Denny was arrested near Brackettville, Texas, west of San Antonio, and remains in custody. In one Facebook post from December 30th, he used a photograph called Occupy Congress. That post was removed by Facebook later that day. Court documents also indicate Denny showed up on the west side of the Capitol just after 2 p.m. on January 6th, dressed in tactical gear. The case is being handled by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia and the Department of Justice National Security Division's Counterterrorism Section. The Mansfield ISD School Board has approved the academic calendar for the 22-23 school year. After summer break, students will return for the first day of school on August 17th. Extended time off for the students include the entire week of Thanksgiving, two and a half weeks for the winter break, and the week of March 13th for spring break. It all concludes with the last day of school on May 25th. You can download a printable PDF copy of the 22-23 academic school year calendar from our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the links tab. How's the COVID epidemic doing here in Mansfield? With the numbers, here's science reporter Dennis Webb. Dennis? Thanks, Steve. The Tarrant County Public Health reports that the epidemic is still here at the lowest level since July, but it stubbornly refuses to go away, meaning each of us can still catch the infection from another citizen. The county estimates the level of community spread as high, which is up from the recent lower level of substantial. Mansfield saw 90 new cases last week, a small increase to a level we have not seen since October. One Mansfield citizen passed away from the virus last week. Countywide, 228 fellow citizens were in the hospital with the virus, a bit lower than the past few weeks. Tarrant County public health officials recommend that all eligible citizens get fully vaccinated. Vaccination is the best recommended step any of us have to prevent severe illness if we do catch it. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Mansfield residents know how confusing it can be on whether to take their trash and recycling out as holiday weekends approach to help clear the air for Christmas and New Year's weekends. Let's check in with Mansfield's trash talker himself, Scott Bowman. Welcome to About Mansfield. Thanks, Steve. Great to be here. And yeah, you have have kind of developed yourself into becoming the the trash talk, even with the TM, the trademark uh, on on social <laughs> media. So we thought we'd come to the expert and let's talk about Christmas weekend. If Mansfield residents have, whether it's Thursday or Friday, with uh, Christmas coming up, uh, not only with trash or recycling, what's going on this weekend with trash? Absolutely no changes. It is business as usual. There is no impact to residential service whatsoever. So if you're scheduled for Thursday, put your trash out Thursday. Scheduled for Friday, put your trash out on Friday. Recycling is the same schedule. There is no interruption. Okay, now something has maybe changed for New Year's. So let's talk about the New Year's weekend. If you have trash or recycling coming out Thursday or Friday, what's going on New Year's weekend? 
Absolutely. These two holidays are real close together and, and usually impact each other. Uh, again, this year for the New Year's, there is zero impact. There will be no impact if your residential collection is, day is Thursday, put your trash out Thursday. If your residential collection day is Friday, put your trash out on Friday. Same for recycle. There's the definitive answer right there from the trash talker himself, Scott Bowman. <laughs> this <laughs> business as usual, this weekend and next weekend, uh, Christmas weekend and New Year's weekend, put your trash out as usual. We have three-day weekends coming up in January. I think we've got Martin Luther King Day. We've got President's Day. We've got a few other three-day weekends coming up. Uh, can we count on you to, to, to have you back on the podcast? I'll be here. Super. Methodist Mansfield Medical Center is turning 15 years old this month and plans to light up the night sky to celebrate. The medical center will be hosting the first ever 50 drone light show display in the city of Mansfield. The light show will display holiday and anniversary themed scenes in the sky above the medical campus that can be seen a mile away. The drone show starts at 7.30 p.m. on Monday, December 27th. The hospital will also be sponsoring celebratory events throughout the communities it serves in celebration of its 15th anniversary. Since opening its doors in 2006, Methodist Mansfield has welcomed more than 23,000 new lives into the world, performed more than 53,000 surgeries, and treated nearly 1.2 million patients. One lucky Mansfield resident is a million dollars richer after claiming a second-tier Mega Millions prize from the Texas Lottery drawing on Tuesday, November 30th. The winner, who elected to remain anonymous, bought the ticket at the Walmart Neighborhood Market on Matlock Road. The winning quick-pick ticket with Megaplier matched all five of the white ball numbers drawn, and those are 7, 8, 26, 30, and 39, but not the Megaball number, which was 17. No other details were released. Not only is Saturday Christmas Day, but leading into that on Thursday is Festivus. Each year on December 23rd, Festivus commemorates a holiday episode of the TV comedy Seinfeld. In 1997, the popular TV comedy brought Festivus to the masses when character Frank Costanza explains he invented the holiday in response to the commercialism of Christmas. Its slogan is, a Festivus for the rest of us. In reality, it was Reader's Digest editor and author Daniel O'Keefe who created the holiday in response to family tension. One of its central practices is the airing of grievances. He first celebrated the day in February of 1966, but later the day was recognized as it is now on December 23rd in honor of O'Keefe's first date with his future wife. By the way, it was O'Keefe's son, Dan O'Keefe, who wrote the episode of Seinfeld featuring the celebration. Festivus for the rest of us. Let's check the weather forecast with Colleen, who doesn't celebrate Festivus because... She has no grievances to air, Colleen. Hey, Steve, that sounds like a great podcast idea, the airing of the grievances. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. Our weather will continue to warm up as the week progresses. We have a high-pressure system that moved into place on Tuesday, and it's going to keep storm systems to our north and warm air in place down here through Christmas. We're looking at a high of 63 degrees on Wednesday, 72 on Thursday, 80 degrees on Friday, and 77 degrees on Saturday, Christmas Day. 
will stay in the upper 70s on Sunday and Monday, with a slight cool down into the lower 70s on Tuesday. As I mentioned at the open of the program, this is the Christmas episode. What you are about to hear is an audio Christmas card that I produced back in my radio days in 1997. It's a medley of the Christmas song, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. This audio piece stems from having a large CD collection, which was cataloged in a spreadsheet. It turns out at that time, the Christmas song was the one holiday song that I had the most copies of. So in this medley, you will hear Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, Johnny Mathis, Carmen McRae, the Arthur Blythe Quartet, Diane Shore, Donna Summer, Tony Braxton, Anita Baker, and it concludes with Hootie and the Blowfish. So for the next three minutes, enjoy. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots With their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight Kids from one to ninety-two been said many times many ways Merry Christmas to you Merry Christmas to you On behalf of Colleen Daniel, Stacy Maine, Dennis Webb, LaShonda Warner, Terry Radswin, and Brian Surden, 
Merry Christmas from the entire About Mansfield News team. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Reporter Dennis Webb talks science. Health specialist LaShonda Warner talks about ways to reduce anxiety this holiday season in the Texas Health Tip of the Week. And Brian Certain serves up yet another holiday cocktail to remember. Also coming up later in the episode, the Mansfield trivia question. And in the talk segment, in the spirit of giving this holiday season, Steve concludes his in-studio talk with professional volunteer Vandela Menifee. We are Mansfield's only audio newspaper. This is About Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local, as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. In 1999, Mansfield Cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city. Mansfield Cares built the first free medical, dental, eye clinic, and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in Mansfield. Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. Hi, this is Jan Cox. And this is John Cox, owner of Stevens Garden and Grill. And you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where reporter Dennis Webb is decorating his Christmas tree. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. I really like Christmas tree lights once they are on the tree. I dislike the wires as cables are usually the weak reliability link in any system. But tangles and broken connections are just a part of modern life with technology. My mother grew up on her parents' ranch in Wyoming, initially without electricity. Her parents were Swedish immigrants who brought centuries of Christmas traditions with them, including a a Christmas tree lighted with candles. Mama would go with her dad up in the hills and select and harvest a suitable tree that would end up in their small living room, decorated with many things, including candles on little metal clips. Candles helped illuminate the ornaments when the sun went down. As the potential for a candle catching the tree on fire was a recognized risk, the candles were only lit while the family was in the room and carefully extinguished. Over several hundred years in Europe, this risk and the required safety discipline was well understood an actual part of the Christmas tradition. Some house fires from burning Christmas trees were doubtless from some people replacing the safety discipline part of the tradition with the too much of the liquid holiday spirit part of the tradition. In the 1880s, electrical genius and inventor Thomas Edison's team experimented with putting electrical lights on a Christmas tree and produced some initial products. They were expensive and there were sometimes electrically started tree fires. For years, such lights were used mostly in public displays, installed and operated by electricians. 
The first White House electrically lit tree was ceremonially illuminated in 1895 by President Grover Cleveland. Christmas lights were sold to the American masses after 1910 with a device called Safe Lights that could be cheaply manufactured and didn't burn very much. These were still light bulbs screwed into sockets on a length of wire cable. When a light bulb went out, you replaced it with a new one. The many incandescent light strings I grew up with were first manufactured in 1966, and they dropped the sale price even further and encouraged people to put hundreds of lights on a single tree, which many of us did. Today, most string lights are LEDs or light-emitting diodes, a technology from the semiconductor industry. The light-emitting diode works this way. Electrical current is pushed through a tiny piece of silicon semiconductor that has been doped with various other elements. Inside the semiconductor, the electrons recombine with what is called an electron hole, causing the molecules to emit photons or particles of light. With a lot of electrons, it makes a lot of photons, making a bright light. Different doping elements produce different colors of light, generally a single wavelength. There is no way to make white light directly from a single LED. So the white LED lights you see are either clusters of tiny red, green, and blue LEDs, or they are the cheapest blue LEDs covered with a phosphor that converts the blue photons into a variety of other wavelengths to make what we see as white light. Physics is weird, but if you're smart, you can do wonderful things with physics. Fortunately, most of us don't have to think about it and just buy them. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Best holiday wishes to you and yours from the Science Desk at About Mansfield. I'm Dennis Webb. It's time right now for the Texas Health Tip of the Week, sponsored by Texas Health Hospital Mansfield, located at 287 and Lone Star Road. And LaShonda Warner has some advice on reducing anxiety this holiday season. LaShonda? Every year around the holidays, we are all feeling a little stressed and anxious. Some common things we stress about are, what am I going to buy for everyone? Gifts are so expensive. What is my New Year resolution going to be? We all have these thoughts at times. I hope with these five tips, you will be able to de-stress and breathe. When you start to feel the anxiety come over you, stop what you're doing and take 10 slow, deep breaths. The whole time you are taking these breaths, only focus on breaths themselves. If you are still struggling with a wandering mind doing these breaths, hold your breath for a few seconds before exhaling. Your body instantly responds with no longer focusing on the anxiety, but focusing on that breath you need to take. Step two, go for a walk and get some fresh air. This is called walking mindfulness. This is very similar to the breathing exercise. But instead of focusing on the breath, you are focusing on the walk itself. Pay attention to what is going on around you. Be in the moment and focus on what is happening right then. Step three, pay attention to your space. If you live in a cluttered environment, try clean up the space to give yourself some more organization. Studies show that if you live in a less chaotic environment, anxiety will be less. Bringing in fresh flowers will also brighten up your environment and give you something to direct your mind to when the anxiety is overbearing. Step four, sip on some warm tea. Natural lemon balm, lavender or chamomile teas have a natural calming effect to them. When you are holding the warm glass, you need to focus on the warmth on your hand, and smell of the aroma. This is another mind exercise that pulls your mind away from all the stress. This is a great way to wind down from a busy, stressful day. Make sure to always move around. 
Inactivity and sedentary times slow down blood flow, metabolism, and immune function. When everything is slowing down in your body, it does not allow it to cope well to stress. We encourage older adults to break up sedentary time with five minutes of movement every hour. Always know that you're not in this alone and everyone copes differently. These are just five simple steps to help relax your mind and hopefully reduce the stress in your life. This is all for me this week. Stay healthy, Mansfield. On behalf of Texas Health Mansfield and reporting for About Mansfield podcast, I am LaShonda Warner. Merry Christmas. Shaken or stirred, Brian Certain is serving up the perfect holiday libation for his cocktail of the week. Brian. This week's cocktail of the week is the silk bow tie. I know that whenever I wear a tie, it's because I want to dress up for whatever the occasion is. I also know that my girlfriend pays special attention to me when I'm all dressed up. And if I wear a bow tie, I'm trying to add a little extra sparkle to my attire. And that's the inspiration behind this week's cocktail, the silk bow tie. The description that I came up with many years ago for this Christmas cocktail was I can't decide if this cocktail is exquisite or utterly sublime. Tough call. Kind of like me wearing a silk bow tie at Christmas time. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out all the ingredients and instructions on bourbongospel.com. For the silk bow tie, this week's cocktail of the week, you need two ounces of vodka, one ounce of chambord or raspberry liqueur, one ounce of pomegranate juice, you'll need a splash of fresh lime juice, and to add a little extra sparkle, we're going to top this one with Prosecco. Directions. Chill a champagne flute. In a shaker glass, add the vodka, the chambord, the pomegranate juice, and the lime juice. Add ice and shake with confidence until very cold and strain into the champagne flute. You're going to then top it with the Prosecco. This week's Cocktail of the Week is proudly sponsored by The Vault, located at 2300 Matlock Road at the corner of Country Club and Matlock. Don't have all the ingredients for this week's silk bow tie? Head over to the vault where one of their craftsmen will shake our featured cocktail of the week here from the About Mansfield podcast. And as always, I'm welcome to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, Merry Christmas. And I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Jamie Shields, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Who was Mansfield's first veterinarian? Jamie knew that the correct answer was Dr. James W. Allman and has won a $25 gift card to Pord, the wine bar. Incidentally, Dr. Allman practiced veterinary medicine here in Mansfield from 1908 until his death in 1960. After the break, this week's trivia question. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. The Texas Health Tip of the Week was sponsored by Texas Health Hospital Mansfield, located at 287 and Lone Star Road. Introducing Texas Health Hospital Mansfield, an all-new, all-modern healthcare campus, now serving Mansfield and our nearby communities. With advanced care for women and infants, orthopedics, heart and vascular, a 24-7 ER, and more. Experience care you'll love right where you love living. Texas Health Mansfield, now open at 287 and Lone Star Road. Learn more at texashealth.org backslash mansfield. 
Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities. Can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip. On the Mark, Grown and Unfiltered, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Epic Voices and Conversations from Palm Springs. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're just looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. That's podcastmansfield.com. Hi, I'm Karen Fiagami, and you're listening to About Mansfield. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Poured, the wine bar, featuring wine, beer, and bubbly, and an extended food menu in a relaxed atmosphere. Check them out on the web at pouredtx.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, this week's trivia exercise is very simple. The first person to email the words Merry Christmas to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will win the gift card. Again, be the first person to email the words Merry Christmas to trivia at aboutmansfield.com and you will win the $25 gift card. Good luck, and thanks to Carol at Pord for the gift card. Welcome back to About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And this week, we finish our conversation with professional volunteer Vandela Menifee. What does it take to be a volunteer? We'll listen and find out, and then become engaged in our community. And as always, we conclude the interview with the lightning round. Enjoy. Eventually, this career took you to to Dallas. Yes. For an office job. Yes. Well, before this, that job, okay. when I left the penitentiary in Atlanta, I became a reentry uh, manager for the Southeast region in Atlanta. Then I went to the witness security section, um, and I loved that job. Uh, a lot of the stuff that you see on television about the witness security program. Yeah. A lot of it is tr- they actually get their storylines from our agency. But they have to embellish it some because it's television. Of course, it's TV, right. But, yeah, about a lot of the name changes and they look for people if they find out their identity and they do cut people up. Hmm. All of that's true. Uh, but I love that job. But the government downsized. And so I had to find a job. And at that time, I think I had 18 years in. And with the government, they go by seniority. Mm-hmm. So there was another gentleman that had less time with the agency, but he had more time with the military. They do combined services. So I had to find a job. So I found the one in Dallas, which is a Grand Prairie office complex. And um, I moved my family. We had two. My son was two years old when we moved to Texas. He just turned 18. And our other son was three and he turned four in December and he'll be 20 next month. And that was probably the 
best thing for my family. You want to give a shout out to the kids? Yes, I am giving a shout out to my incredible husband. Okay. I could not be the woman that I am without the support of my husband and our two kids, William and Richard Menifee. They are themselves. They have their own rights and the things that they have accomplished at such a young age. William, um, he received the presidential um, service award at 16 years old. Mm. And um, Richard, um, he is on his way to probably receiving something as well. He is such an incredible young man. He is, they both, um, William graduated from Mansfield Timberview High School. Shout out to the Wolves. That's right. And Richard is now a senior there and he's an ROTC and he is a lieutenant colonel. So, and I am so proud of them. They never talk back. They never raise their voice. Uh, my husband has truly raised some incredible young men. And I really, I truly thank God for the people that he allows to be my support group or the people that I call my community, like my, my neighbors. Um, I was in, I'm kind of jumping off subject, but just talking about the way that I live life. I try to live each day like it's my last because you never know. And I've, I established that many, many years ago when I started appreciating what we had growing up, we still had more than some of the people that lived in my neighborhood. Even though we lived in the same place, we still had more than them and we shared what we had. So I always live each day like it's my last. And In 2017, I was T-boned after visiting my dad because he had been on and off hospice. And so I went to visit him the day that I was supposed to leave. I was it was raining and I was hit by a pickup truck and I was in a Chevy S cruise. And the police officer said had I had gas in that vehicle, it would have exploded. So that was my first chance of really appreciating life. And then last year, December 30th, the day after my 56th birthday, my husband was uh, taking me to my neurological appointment at UT Southwestern. And we were rear-ended by an 18-wheeler. The truck hit us into the middle of the intersection. I don't recall any of this. And my husband said the cars went all around us. So that's twice and it was raining on that day. So if any of you are out there and you invite me to anything and it starts raining, know that I'm going to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily it's a sunny day today, Steve. Yes, thank you. Thank so you. I, I, I value friendship. I value people. And it doesn't matter where you are in life. Everyone has value. Even if you're sleeping on the street, you are living and you have value because I am able to be in your presence. And I'm sure that that homeless person can tell me something that I don't know. Oh, yeah. You can learn something from everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Whether they're yes, a multimillionaire or it living does under not a bridge matter. by a river. It, because sometimes that, those people that are homeless have the wealth. Right. They just ha- don't have the mental capacity to do better. Right. You left the prison system as a retiree. Yes, in 2012. In 2012. As a regional administrator. And this is when you became a professional volunteer. Yes. I was 47 when I retired. And I retired because the government downsized again. Yeah. And as a regional administrator, we had six administrators, and they had to reduce the staffing down to three. And that was a lot of work. I was already traveling three weeks out of the month. 
um, for various reasons, providing training to judges, public defenders, AUSAs, doing audits. It, it was a lot. But my husband was there to help navigate our family through all of that. And when they said that um, they were downsizing and I would have to take on another four more states mm. and my husband like, do you want to do that? And I was like, no, he's like, tell them you're leaving. He said, we've prepared for this day. I was like, thank you. <laughs> and so I told them that I was a retired. They was like, but wait, you can work 10 more years. I said, my kids are young. They're ready for me to come home. I have not been present. Yeah. And now is the time for me to reverse the roles, give my husband time so he can focus on his career because he retired from, we were working for the same agency and he retired in 2016. And my kids were so happy that I could now become more involved with their schools. So I started showing up because, I mean, you can only clean up so much so many hours. So I would drop them off at school, go inside and volunteer. I would start making copies, become, became more involved with the PTA than rather than just being a car toting member. I became more involved. Now, if I recall, you are now a, an honorary lifetime PTA. Yes. yes. You've been honored by the PTA because yes, of your, your, your amount of volunteering. Yes, sir. I nice. am. And that was such an honor to receive the lifetime membership from the PTA. And those of you who are not listening, you have kids in school, please join the PTA. It's such an incredible organization. And they provide so much, not just um, for the parents, but it's for the teachers as well. And the students, they give scholarships. And the teachers are so overworked and underpaid. Oh yeah, It's a profession that we pay them to do a job to prepare our youth, but we don't value their work. And especially with now everything that's going on, it's almost constantly, they had to pivot in the middle of the pandemic and go to online teaching while trying to manage their own lives and provide education for our kids. Yeah. So if you haven't, thank a teacher. Oh, yeah. They would appreciate it. We wouldn't be here without teachers. We not, would not be here without we, teachers. So as we head into the, the holiday season, the holiday season, which is traditionally known as the season of giving. Yes, it is. And would, would you agree that 80% of the, the work is done by 20% of the people? Yes, yes. How do we get that number, that 20, to grow uh, and, and maybe even match 80% of the work is done by 80% of the people? It will never match because no matter where we go, it's it's in society. You always want to have the worker bees in a work environment. Mm-hmm. You have the people that just do enough, <laughs> and so and you, those that don't, and those that don't. But they, we all get the same pay. But it it has to come from within, and a lot of people want to be involved. It's just a matter of you asking them to be involved, because a lot of people don't know where to start. But they hear about all of the things that are available, but they're just waiting for someone to ask. And I always start by, even when I would get the the parents involved at school, can you just give me one hour? And that's all I'm asking for. Can you at home, can you uh, put packets together for the teachers? That's still volunteering. You don't physically have to be at the school to do it, but you're still supporting the teacher in a voluntary way. 
That makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And and just asking for an hour. Just asking for an hour, yes. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I can do an hour. I can do an hour, and yes. And sometimes an hour turns into three hours. It does. And they get they actually get joy out of being able to help someone else. There's a song that I grew up listening to. Okay. The song was released in 1971, I think it was, on an album by a rock group called Jethro Tull. Okay. Now, they are pretty much known, especially back then, as loud guitars, okay. big drums. I had heard this song back when it was first released, never really paid attention to the lyrics until I actually started to learn to play the song, which was more of a melodic acoustic song Okay. in my 50s. So I'd probably been listening to this song for 40 years. Wow. Never really paid attention to it, but the very last line says, it's only the giving that makes you what you are. Yes. And it was like, wow, how, how did I miss that? Out of all of these years. <laughs> when I was in my 20s, my 30s, my 40s. Right. It's only the giving that makes you what you are. Mm -hmm. And you're a giver. I mean, look at down the dossier that I have on you. Uh, some of the things that you've been involved with, the Mansfield Chamber of Commerce, the Minority Chamber of Commerce, supporting the children's programs at First Methodist Church at Mansfield, uh, several initiatives at Methodist Mansfield Hospital, the Veterans Parade, Feeding the Needy at Bethlehem Baptist Church. The list goes on and on and on. What else have you been involved with? Um, I served on the Mansfield ISD Education Foundation for many years, and now we're in the process of formulating the Alumni Association of the Mansfield ISD Education Foundation as a committee. And it's a group of people who have served on the, the Education Foundation, and uh, we're, we're still wanting to be involved because there are so many things that you can still do without actually being on the board. So I'm excited about that. Um, Gosh, when uh, Mayor Cook was mayor, I was always serving on a committee for him, and I, I was so honored to be a part of that. I'm always serving. I can't count the number of committees that I have served on with Mansfield ISD. Mm -hmm. um, I'm currently on right now. Uh, I'm on the safety committee. I'm on another uh Safety something committee. I'm on actually two You're different on a lot of committees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then with that, uh, yes, I'm volunteering my time, but I'm still as a parent or as a community representative being able to provide insight. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's needed. And gosh, I, I was actually received an award um, from Mansfield ISD for my volunteerism. And it's it's just something that I enjoy doing. I've uh, been on, gosh, I was, I'm trying to remember if I was on the, the pickle parade a couple of times. Hmm. But yeah, I, I love, I'm a Grand Prairie citizen, Mansfield ISD, and our kids' school, as you know, is physically located in Arlington. And I always tell people that I have the best of three worlds. That's right. And And I love sharing that. And I love having the relationships with um, the 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 mayors and the city council um, and the cities, and they are looking always looking for people who are available to help give back in the community. Because when you have a community that gives back, your community thrives. 
and it shows in the, the things that the citizens are involved in. If someone out there is listening and they have become inspired to become a volunteer, what, yes. uh, what, would, what would you advise them to do in, in terms of getting, start, getting their volunteering started? You know, I always tell people start where it's the easiest. And the easiest way to start volunteering is pick up trash. Yeah. And we actually have adopted a street in Grand Prairie. Well, it's like a mile or two miles. And um, you can start there. People don't realize that they think that you have to go to volunteer. You can start volunteering in your community. If you're listening right now and you're listening from your car, when you get out and it's a Tuesday, pick up seven pieces of paper because they have, uh, no, it's 10 pieces of paper, 10 on Tuesdays for the state of Texas. Yeah. It's part of their Keep Texas Clean program. And you can actually register those hours and it could add up. And you, at the end of the year, you can receive a certificate for it. There is almost so many volunteer opportunities that people are unaware of. You can do a Google search and say nonprofit organizations. Right. That's right. Based on your zip code to make it convenient. I always try to make opportunities convenient for the person that's willing to give. And I never say no. You can never have too many volunteers. Even when I volunteer, I have a lot of students that volunteer. They Call me up, Ms. Vandella, what do you have going on? And I say, okay, I need 10 students for this. It may end up being 15. Well, there have been some other students that want to, I never say no, because I want to be able to show them no matter what you do, you are contributing. And when you look at the monetary value of what people contribute when they give, I think right now the, the value of Hours is like 28.14 or something cent. Right. So if you have a nonprofit organization, that helps um, when they're doing um, their taxes or whatever it is because you're providing a service. Have you met Priscilla Sanchez? I have not, but you, I have. I need to. I would be honored to meet her. She is the volunteer <laughs> coordinator for the city of Mansfield. Okay. Who, yeah, bringing people together. Yes. In a volunteer uh, situation is what she does. Wow. This, this person is in need of help. Mm -hmm. We need a team of 20 people to mow her lawn, paint her fence, uh, uh, redo the eaves on her house. And, and, and she is the person that puts people into action. Wow. And, and so... <laughs> She told me once she's she's got a database of like 10,000, 13 wow. volunteers. Yes, I need to meet her. <laughs> I will put the two of you together. Please do. Please do. And she is she's wonderful. I, I would love to even have her uh, uh, come in and, and, and be a guest on, on this podcast. But uh, Priscilla Sanchez, yes, I will put the two of you together. Yes. Thank you yeah. very much. So as a professional volunteer, yes. which is what your business card says, are you paid for your services? No. And I... A lot of time people say you can become a consultant. Well, what I do, I don't want to be paid for because I have been blessed to be able to be retired. Although I have lots of medical issues um, that prevents me from actually working. What I do is just a matter of putting somebody together in a text message. Mm -hmm. So it's not 
that I'm physically doing something, people say, can you get these volunteers for me? I All I do is send out a group message to groups that I have and say, contact this person. They're looking for volunteers. That's, what, 10 minutes. And right. if I'm having a bad day, um, I can still do that from laying down in my bed. So I tell my son says that uh, I'm more of a connector yeah. than what I term myself as a professional volunteer. Thank you, William. Um, and so uh, it's just a matter of people call me and ask me, do I know something or someone? And I'm able to connect them. You help connect the dots. Yes, I do. And I, I am so grateful to be able to do that because the things that they're doing, they're changing lives. And I just want to be able to do that part. And so I don't charge. When people try to offer me money, I tell them I'm supporting whatever organization at the time. Can yeah. you make the check payable to them and then just say on behalf of Vandela? Yeah. When I bring people together as a networking opportunity because it actually um, bring people together and of like minds. People have come together, gotten jobs, purchased homes <laughs> just by coming together to volunteer. Yeah. So uh, and then so if you have if there are any cowboy fans out there, I have a friend um, that he's a nonprofit organization and he has a a uh, concession stand that he's always looking for volunteers at the Cowboys game. So it's different opportunities. People will call me and they have events coming up and they're looking for volunteers. And when I say you get an opportunity to meet some incredible people, um, a couple uh, last, was it last year? I think it was last year. Um, A friend called and needed me to help with, um, Demarcus Lawrence, he uh, he and several of the Cowboy players, um, they actually hosted 13 families and took them on a shopping spree. Nice. These families had no idea that they just thought that they were coming um, to Dick's Sporting Goods and to get some shoes and had no idea. I think 13 players ended up showing up. Hmm. And they each went with a family and gave them a shopping spree. And that was just an opportunity. They called and asked me, can I help out? And I was like, okay, what do you need me to do? <laughs> <laughs> and you got to meet 13 and I got Yes. And-, and it is such a wonderful thing when I see them and they still recognize me yeah. as the volunteer lady. So. It, 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 it's I enjoy it and just opportunities like that um, had they needed to find someone to hire to do the same thing with the calls that I had to make. It would have probably been delayed because you would have had to work out the contractual agreements and how much you're going to pay me. They didn't have time for that. They called and said they were looking for families. I knew some families to call. I reached out to some friends. Do you have a family in mind that need? And I didn't tell them where they were going and who they were going to see. I say, tell them to meet at this location. And it was beneficial for all. Yeah. If someone out there listening wanted to volunteer and wanted to reach out to you to at least put their name into your into your list. Yes, is, they can email me. My email address is Vandella, V as in Victor, A-N, uppercase D-E-L-L-A, dot Menifee, M-E-N-I, F as in Frank, E-E, dot volunteer at gmail.com. 
vandella.menifee.volunteer at gmail.com. Yes. Vandella, what's your favorite ice cream? Chocolate. Any kind. That's it, just chocolate. Any chocolate, yes. I love chocolate ice cream. Can we go back to little Vandella before yes. we before we move on? Uh, yes. How'd you get your name? It's interesting. People ask me that. There are some people that are old enough. There's a, a music group called Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. Martha and the Vandellas. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yes. And my mom loved the Vic Van Dyke show. So it's a combination with the uppercase D of the Vic Van Dyke show and the Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. So that's where my name came from. Now, we've reached that point of the interview called the lightning round. Okay. Everybody that sits in that chair goes through the lightning round. This is okay. where we dig deep into the psyche of, okay. of Vandella Menifee. And uh, so if you're ready to... Uh, Let's do it. All right. It's a very simple exercise of this or that. Okay. Night or day? I love day because of the, the sunlight, mm-hmm. but I love night So because I love the stars. So uh, can I pass? I love both. <laughs> would, would you like to phone a friend? <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> Tina, <good>. night or day. <laughs> Netflix or Hulu? Oh, wow. Um, uh, I didn't mean this to be so difficult. No. Hulu. Decision maker or decision taker? It depends on the circumstances. I can I can lead and I can follow. It, you just tell me which one. Okay. So if it's where I need to lead, I will lead, but I do not have a problem with following. So I would say uh, follow. So that would be a decision taker. Yes. Okay. The next one I I think is a little easier. Okay. Chicken or beef? Oh, chicken any day. Too warm or too cold? Too cold. Online shopping or in person? Oh, online any day. I hate shopping. (laughs) Piercings or tattoos? Oh, neither. Wallflower or center of attention? I am definitely... The center of attention because I love walking up to people and introducing myself. Phone call or text? Phone call. Phone call or email? Phone call. What's your favorite ice cream? Chocolate. It's still chocolate. Yes. Any any brand, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Chocolate. It. I love chocolate ice cream. Vandela, you get a heart of gold. Thank you so much. And I sure appreciate your time on About No, Mansfield. it is truly my honor for you allowing me to be here and sit in this seat. Ah. <laughs> if you want to reach out to Vandela, it is by email, vandela.menifee.volunteer at gmail.com. It's yes. been a pleasure. It has truly been my pleasure. For those of you who are in the listening audience, please take time to do at least one hour today and thank a teacher. Because it's only the giving that yes. makes you what you are. I totally agree. Thank you so much for having me. Coming up next week, we will talk in studio with one of Mansfield's finest, Mansfield Police Chief, Tracy Aaron. This will also be the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast or subscribe or share or love or support if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just go to our website, aboutmansfield.com, submit your email address. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel 
reporters Stacy Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Texas Health Tip, LaShonda Warner. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas. This is about Mansfield. Mansfield.